Hi there, everyone. Today's podcast marks the start of a special set of extra Borborygmy episodes we have recently recorded to capture the changes to life in the veterinary profession since the onset of the coronavirus pandemic. We'll be featuring vets, nurses and students from across the industry over the next few weeks, with conversations interspersed amongst the original Borborygmy collection recorded at last year's London Vet Show. Many of you have enjoyed the CPD and uh, social opportunities that the vet show has offered in previous years. And although the prospect of gathering with friends and colleagues seems remote right now with the world in its current state, we will eventually return to some sort of normality and we will, as the Queen said, meet again. In the meantime, there's free CPD on the Vet Show Academy. And if you'd like something to look forward to on the horizon, have a look at the Borborygmy pages of the Vet Show website for offers on tickets. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Borborygmy Noises from the Veterinary World the show that lets you overhear conversations between veterinary professionals about anything and everything that's topical in the industry. I'm Naomi Mella, veterinary surgeon and podcaster, and I am delighted to say that our first guests on the COVID special version of Borborygmy are Amy Saran, a practice principal at West Point Vets with an interest in small ruminants and camelids, and Fee Boothby, a predominantly dairy vet at Vale Vet Group. These two met at vet school, qualifying from Liverpool in 2011, and as you'll hear, are very good fun. In this chat, you'll hear them discussing the changes that have happened on-farm with social distancing and what it's meant so far for their clients and for their work. You'll hear Fee first. The stuff that's really changed is, like, we would go into farmers' kitchens a lot, like, a lot of them we see every two weeks, so we would chat to them, you know, half the time it's about the kids, the other half of the time it's about the farm. Um, so all of that side's kind of gone by the wayside a little bit. Do you feel disconnected from them now? Um, a little bit. I, yes and no. Um, so we're still, like, I'm still doing the routine fertility visit, so I will still see them as normal. But I, I did a TV test Monday, Thursday this week, and uh, at breakfast time they obviously went in for breakfast. And I was like, OK, well, I'll just uh, go to the farm and meet you there. And that was really weird because down in Devon, the farmers are lovely. Like they'll always feed you. And some of it's social, but some of it is genuine. You know, you do start chatting and then you inevitably talk about the farm and stuff. And then, and that was a bit weird. Like they completely get it. But um, yeah, I think long term it will have a little bit, a little bit of a impact. <laughs> I'm jokingly, I was like, oh, it's like the, the best part of my job is like, bacon sandwiches and lots of tea and it's gone (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird though like you know they're they're so kind still you know they're offering you cups of tea and stuff like like, I'm really sorry I can't like um, and it it, and it was so weird as well like packing up the office because like I have like loads of plants in the office and I was like there's gonna be no one here to take care of my babies so (laughs) I was like packing them all in my car it was like I'd been sacked you know I felt I felt really sad having to um, like drag everything out of the office and and like bid farewell but like we talk on um as a team like on um, Microsoft Teams um and we've got like quite a few good group chats going so I, I think I probably communicate during the day a lot more 
Um, but it is weird not, you know, we had a, a really terrible um, visit on Monday. There was a there was a dog attack and there were loads and loads of sheep affected. So in the end, we had to get four vets out to this farm to maintain social distancing. Um, I know it was, it was so avoidable. It was rubbish. But, um, you know, we had four vets on site. And then after it, it was like, this is the sort of visit that we would definitely down tools and and once we've sorted everything out go for a drink or go for dinner afterwards and it was just so weird like getting into our cars being like bye then <laughs> i am really trying to hammer home to my team that you know rest is really important because everyone's in this really gung-ho spirit like yeah i'll come and help out i'll do this i'll do that on call i'll cover that and you're like whoa, 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 whoa you have to get some sleep um and i think you know everyone's just so keen thankfully to be part of this team effort that, that you know we're, we're also you know need to be mindful that we have to protect ourselves because it is almost inevitable that someone in your team is is going to get sick or, or you're going to get sick um like we're still having holiday like I'm on annual leave now it's so weird because you know I'm going like a dust bunny safari around my living room like I'm doing nothing <laughs> and I feel really useless but I know that I need that break because this has been an exhausting few weeks like because everyone's lost their social life as well so you leave that connection with your team in terms of seeing them um but also the fact that no one you know we're all like oh yeah we just want to work because you know we love our jobs and um you know we love them and we want to work but it's also but we're not doing anything else so actually like even if you have a weekend off it's it's making that mental division isn't it between your work time and your your home time so I've got a week of that's hard to do June I was going to go camping in Cornwall. Obviously, I'm not going to do. But like the bosses are saying, just take that week because even though, you know, unless loads of people are ill or or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think like you say, it's easy to think, well, nothing's going on. So how are you guys finding the mood amongst your farmers and other clients? Um, how are they all holding up? It's weird. Like farmers are incredibly resilient. So one of my guys went into the supermarket the other day and he said to them, you know it's really nice to see people like wanting food and realizing that it doesn't just pop up from a factory production line and um, but but he was sort of saying you know maybe maybe the silver lining um will be that people might realize a little bit more about where their food comes from and um think a little bit more about like the import export market i had this chat with a guy um he has his own farm shop and he said he's doing an absolutely roaring trade and he's like and and all of the farm shops I've known like it's it's actually they're actually brilliant because you can literally stand outside and have the goods dropped right in front of your car um you know they're all re- reasonably priced and you, you you're literally looking at where it comes from so that's wicked but he said he's doing a roaring trade now and he hopes that continues but he remembers like he just harks back to the horse meat scandal and he was like yeah everyone really really wanted farm shops then so they could literally see it go from farm to fork but then um once the convenience um you know of the supermarket you know came back um they dropped off again so he was like i'm not really like assuming that i'm now going to make my millions on my farm shop but it is nice to to actually be be recognized because farmers were taking one hell of a hit before this just like socially uh, you know you know with all the um sort of rise in anti-animal agriculture they were really really feeling it and at least now they've there is um they are being looked to uh, to feed the nation which is lovely but they've 
the mood among mine is um my clients is again really really varied there's you know there's some who are just like yeah you know like we'll just crack on and there's other ones who like haven't quite got a memo about like social distancing so they're like follow you around the car and I'm like backing away from them like please don't please don't or they go like um oh it's all right we haven't been off the farm in a month and I'm like yeah but I have I'm everywhere like and I, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, this is what we keep kind of half jokingly, but seriously saying to people, yeah, do you know what? You probably haven't been anywhere. I'm more of a risk to you. And yeah, like you say, people like, oh, do you want a cup of tea? Oh, we can bring it out to you. And I'm like, well, I'm still slobbering on your mug, whether I'm in your house or not. <laughs> so like, I really appreciate it. But no, no, you, you keep your mug. It's fine. I tell you what, though, I've turned up to some and it's been wonderful. Like, they've, they've all had, like, masks and gloves on and they've got the animal tied, like, you know, like, a half a field away and they're all, like, just there, like, right, we're all kitted up, you just crack on. Um, so they just watch me from a distance. They're doing exactly the right thing. But it's um, it's really fiddly sometimes having to distance when you're dealing with, like, small ruminants and stuff. Cows are actually easier. It's quite challenging to actually wrangle a small ruminant by yourself. You're telling me, like, <laughs> I, I ache like I've never ached before. It makes you realise how much clients help, even just... Um, I know. Just So, like, carving, you know, carvings and stuff, I hadn't realised until quite recently how often actually I've got both my hands in a cow and someone's got a carving jack or someone's just giving a rope a bit of a tug or whatever, like, or even in a caesarean, like, we wouldn't routinely have two vets at a caesarean necessarily, but the vast majority of the time, you know, I cut the calf out, give the farmer the legs and say, cool, yank that out. We're looking around farms being like, I could use that bit of rope, that pallet, yeah, we'll get that, we'll use this as a pulley system. Like, there's no bounds to what we can invent, really. I reckon we're all going to get more flexible. Like, I tried to llama you the other day and I was like holding her with my knee and like (laughs) bending around the back of her to like, oh man. (laughs) This is so much easier when someone's just hanging on to her head. Would you would you have situations where you're on farm for quite a long time? Or do you tend to be kind of in, do a job and get out? At the moment, it's sort of get in, get on, get out. But, I, you know, there's definitely... I mean, we were at a, at a job for seven and a half hours on Monday. That, that was the, the dog attack. Um, why do you ask? Is that like loo breaks and stuff? Just what what <laughs> what I was finding is um, I do need to pee a lot. I've got a very small bladder, but that's fine. That's always that's always been an issue. No, what I was finding is like, if, if you've got like a carving to do or a sick cow or even actually a routine fertility visit, because you've got a very easy, let's just keep the cow between us, job done. Um, but it's TB testing. So like being on the farm for hours and everyone starts with really good intentions and, you know, they really intend like, oh yeah, we know it's really important. And you know, like a lot of them have got... Um, perhaps older relatives who live with them or you know people that they have to shield so they get it but when you've been on the farm for eight hours and you're trying to test 500 animals and everyone's just trying to get the job done I think that's where it becomes real and I I can like feel myself and I'm like thinking no no so you have to be more disciplined like even though you feel like you're being a bit of a pain in the ass you just have to keep saying like guys we really need to keep a distance we really need to keep a distance yeah they do I mean I've got I've got wonderful farmers like one will like shout at anyone that gets uh you know within within like five meters of me stay away she's only allowed to deal with one person and you know that's great um but yeah it, it probably can get tiresome but you know we have to dance this dance because we have to set the example and and I always think like um it's the same with anything because um 
like say as a, as a new grad, the farmer saying, oh, why won't you do this? Your boss would have done or your boss will do this. So now now it's, it's the other way around and I am the boss. I've got to set the example because I I can't have farmers saying to to anyone in, in, in my team like, oh, well, Amy would have done it. So um, I'm trying to be like really on top of it. But it, it does make you feel a bit pedantic. We um we had one of our vets, she didn't get tested, she didn't go in, but we're fairly sure she had all of the classic symptoms. So obviously isolated herself and everything else. But she she was at work as normal on the Monday and then by the Tuesday, like suddenly bang, went down with it. And that I think was a bit of a wake up call for all of us because at this point, none of us had seen each other for two weeks. We'd all been being quite militant about trying to keep people out of the way on farms. And we just all thought, God, thank God we did. Because imagine if we'd, you know, all been in the office as we normally would the afternoon before and then she'd been on farms, like leaning over someone doing a lambing and then it happened. Like, so I keep saying to people, like, by the time you know, actually, we're not being pedantic, we really need to do this. It's kind of too late, isn't it? It's like, can you stand by and say that you're proud of the way that you conducted yourself prior to it? Did you uphold, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah all of the, the standards because you know did you do everything as safely as you possibly could have done because in your worst case scenario that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna be sitting in bed thinking about isn't it thanks for listening you can follow me on socials at naomi the vet with underscores between and if you've enjoyed the podcast please do tell a friend or give us a rating and a review on itunes as it really does help other people to find us and spread the word about borborygmy Borborygmy is a collaboration between the London Vet Show, Vets Stay Go Diversify and Smashing the Ceiling. Thank you to everyone involved so far for your help and support. It has been much appreciated. We'll see you next time.